0: this is the milo sweet podcast where you'll learn to get unstuck start now conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult find quick and clever ways to overcome wait did you think life was going to be easy remember all of your excuses are now dead to me let's get started Guess what time it is. It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right, or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this. um, Well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit Subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe.
1: Was, going back to the whenever it was um, when I had made a batch and it was a failure. I mean, it was like a bad failure. I, my husband was working night, at, night shift at the time. He doesn't anymore. But and I had um, I said I had five kids. So I had started this journey. I've been making soap for our family for about five years and four or five years. So at the time, our oldest was 10. And so um, I got all the kids to bed, and I made um, a batch. And when I say it was bad, it was so bad. So I had actually Marcoed or Facetime one uh, my husband, and I said I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel called How Not to Make Soap. <laughs> it was it was really true to the saying of um, "It's as ugly as homemade soap." It was that bad. It was so bad that. And that is one one of the things you said is enjoy the process and learn to laugh at yourself. And like, um, I think it was Thomas Edison. He said, you know, people were telling him, you know, you didn't create a light. uh, How many times did he fail? And he said, I didn't fail. I figured out this many times of how not to make it. And I mean, I've had to remind myself of that sometimes I'm like, well, we just start again, you know, pick up and, and continue and don't just stop or quit. And, um, that was something that was important that I've even been trying to teach the girls is, you know, it's okay. Like if you mess up, it's all right. We can, you know, even if it's a batch that we mess up on and it's not perfect or like, cause we cut it and, um, like they have to cut it in four ounces. So four ounce bars is what we sell. And we have some other, you know, options like sample bars and stuff, but like, I teach them, you know, if it's three and a half, it's not close enough. So like say it's three and a half. Okay. Put that one aside. It's not the end of the world. Like we can use that one, but if we're selling it to our customers as four ounces, it's got to be within like two to three ounces or two to three, not ounces, but, um, point. Yeah. Point, point ounces. ounces. So yeah. If it's like, Um, 3.7. Okay, that's okay. If it's 4.1 or 4.2, you know, it's okay. But you have to have that thing where, okay, this is not right. So we've got to correct this because you want to be honest and teaching them to be honest, but also to do things diligently and do it, you know, correct. And perfection is just, that's just a state of mind. Like for myself, just throw it out the window because everything is not perfect. And like you said about creating a problem, It's actually made me more diligent to say, okay, we've got to plug in. And I appreciate you having us on, you know, your podcast. And this is this is an amazing opportunity. And we've had another opportunity that's, you know, came up to us that we could possibly um, take our products to a show that's either in Southern California or into Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. We're not sure if we're going to take it or not, but it's something that's exciting but it's made me be more diligent to like okay you've got to kind of step it up because it's something we did on the side and it's you know something we've been doing and the girls have been happy because they get some cash they get some money and then they get to like learn how to tithe their money they learn how to you know it's fun and exciting when they have money and I've noticed me and my husband have both noticed how that It makes them where they're not so dependent upon us and they're independent. And I think that that's really important. I know that there's a fine line. You don't want to be so independent that you don't need anybody in your life. But to have them where they're independent and they're saying, oh, mom, I can, you know, I've got this. I'm going to take care of this. It's really fun to see them. I mean, they're 11 and 13 years old, but yet they're making decisions regarding their money and they're saving for things that they want. In the future, and it's really exciting to see them handling and learning how to manage money. But if we never have an opportunity for them to earn any money, then they can never learn how to manage it. And sometimes kids are going high school, college; they don't even know how to manage money, but yet they're thrown into adulthood and they don't even know what they're doing.
0: So something okay, you're giving me so many nuggets here. <laughs> Thank you very much. By the way, um, so something I really believe in. I learned this. I've said this before in my podcast from Tom Bilyeu of Impact Theory that the best way you can teach success is for you to feel good about yourself when you're by yourself. When no one's there, when mommy and daddy are not there, your spouse isn't there, your friends are not there, you know what makes you feel good. And then on a practical standpoint, let's take, you know, Christianity out of it for just a second, is that the way you usually can feel good about yourself is you learn a skill, you apply that skill, and over practice through practice or a pattern of, of applying that you get some confidence and that can change, you know, to you wanna get more confidence or you wanna learn more, you apply more and you can, you know, stretch your skill right. and your value. And then you right. take that to the marketplace and you know you can be a resource for someone or create resources for people. So either way, but you know that your skill is valuable. And what you're teaching your kids is, you know, I love Dave Ramsey that he teaches you to sit give some, save some and spend some, but I would actually add a fourth one and the fourth one would be earn some because if you don't really connect how your skills translate to the marketplace or your livelihood or your strengths or just as your being, it kind of becomes convoluted when you're trying to like adulting as they call it, hashtag adulting, like when you're trying to figure out like what does it mean to be an adult and like be responsible and I got to buy groceries, but... I can't even afford the food my parents used to feed me. Or it's just like a lot of mental things that go on that. Like you're like, if I could just give you this tool that you have the power to earn money, you can show up today somewhere and be a resource for someone or provide a resource. Like your soap is very valuable. Provide that for people. And now that creates the need for monetary exchange. involved in her community, serious about her craft, and committed. Cindy is amazing, always goes the extra mile, and is a pleasure to work with. Thinking of buying or selling a home in the Beaverton, Portland area? Give Cindy Thackeray, licensed real estate agent in Oregon with John O. Scott, a call or text 503-758-4645. Now, those of uh, the parents that are at home, like, yeah, that's wonderful. Like, how do you do that? So what are three tips that you would say, like, I know you kinda stumbled upon this a little bit. It was more making soap for your family, but what are three things that if parents are at home and they're like, Hey, I want my kids to have those skills. I wanna teach them how to earn money. Um, what what can well, they do? Um
1: we started I first I would say, I mean, you, you gotta start small and I mean I would still say that we're at a small scale, but and um, that's always been something that um, my husband and I, we actually started Dave Ramsey, doing Dave Ramsey, applying the principles that he teaches in 2006. And so we wanted to teach our kids how to handle money. My husband was not taught any of that by his his parents growing up. I was taught through um, my parents that did like Larry Briquette, but it was kind of more, I don't, I don't want to mean, but it was this, They uh, it was like trying to listen to like a brilliant adult as a kid and you just really didn't get it. So, um, we started teaching our kids, you know, trying to teach them different things in a small scale. So we would have things that they did around the house, um, because they're part of the family, but then we would also have things that they could do to earn money. And so, you know, it might be, uh, I mean, just, I don't know, just real small things like unloading the dishwasher, vacuuming, um, We did age appropriate and there's great um, resources that you can find for age appropriate chores. So our nine year old, which is the youngest, he's our youngest. We have three boys and two girls, but our nine year old, he's now mowing our yard, but our older boys, which is they're 15 and 13. And, um, they are already doing like our neighbor has a bunch of roses. I want to say like a dozen, no, there's like 15 bushes of roses, Well, they started out trimming his roses and like they've been doing this for three years now. And then he was so surprised that they did a good job. Then he started having them do his yard. Well, they get to do that. And so they get money. And then when they have their money, they come home and they, you know, they tithe. They have spending money and they have saving money. So what that looks like is over time and their savings money in order for them to spend it they have to have a business meeting with mom and dad so their their savings money they can't just go oh yeah i want you know a pack of gum i'm going to go to my savings no savings is something that you've planned for now spending if you want a pack of gum go get the gum that's not a big deal however the savings is something that you are intentionally planning for and so both of our boys just in this past month they've been saving and they just bought a um, very big item that was each of them paid $400 for this. And Whoa. so they got to have that reward. And you, j- just to see the, the um, I mean, they're 13 and 15. So they got to lay down the $400 cash that they've been working for, for this item. And um, it, w- it was just huge to them. And I'm telling you what the pride and the, just the confidence to know i worked for this and I just paid for this. There's nothing that can replace that. I mean, I know kids that are graduated from high school who they don't even have a skill. They don't do it. And right. as a parent, like that's, that's our job is to be teaching our kids. Now, um, so one of our daughters is really, really into it. The other one, she actually likes to bake more, but we have not opened up a bakery. However, what we have did is we have did this twice is just did a bake sale from our house. And I like to bake and stuff, but I'm just not interested in open a bakery right now. So she just thrives when we did that bake sale. And I mean, we did It's I mean, we just did wonderful. Like we had just did it in front of our house. Like, so we had neighbors that came and bought cakes and cookies and, um, the, the girls were just so excited to do that. So I think it's important to know what your kids are interested in. Like you as a parent may, you know, whatever you are, um, your skills are, it may not be the interest of your kids and to really try to find what they're interested in that can make money. With that being said, though, also going back to mistakes and like um, trying to find not to be so hard on the on the kids. I'll tell you a real quick story that happened with the girls. We were actually pouring soap. And uh, at this point, we didn't have like, <laughs> a little shop set up in the garage. We were outside in the yard. And we were pouring soap. And we had put um, cocoa powder. Because all of our soap is natural ingredients. So we don't use no soap scents. We don't use no man-made synthetic. We use only natural stuff. So our scents are essential oils. And then our coloring is either with, like, cocoa powder, charcoal, turmeric, things like that. So we had one that was the base and one that had cocoa powder in it. And we were going to try to make um, some, sort, some sort of soap. But I had I had told um, our youngest daughter, I said, mix this, but don't pour it in yet. And I stepped in the house to grab something and come back out, and she is pouring it in. Like, she's pouring it in the morning. <laughs> Well, it wasn't all the way mixed up. And so I was like, oh, no. And then I just sat there and I'm just looking like, um, oops, you know. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is it actually turned out brilliant. And it created this, like, peppermint mocha, which is a soap that we still sell to this day is peppermint mocha because it has this swirl and it looks like, you know, like coffee and cream. Anyways, it's called peppermint mocha. And I just laughed. And I was like, oh, well. And when we cut it, it was amazing. Well, accidents happen, but that accident actually turned out to be a fun thing. And we laugh about it to this day because she just decided to pour it and it all worked out fine. So, you know, there's accidents and mess ups that happen along the way, but it's okay. Like have fun. Like if I would have just scolded her and just like, you know, went off, she'd probably never wanted to make soap again with me. But we just kind of laughed it off and was like, oh, well, we'll see how this goes, because it didn't mess up the ingredients any. It just wasn't the design we were going for, but it actually turned out to be a better design.
0: All right, that's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said, I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously the episode is over, if you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening too. Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like for real. No, for real, for real. Okay, you can keep listening.